0: We really need minerals because minerals activate all the enzymatic pathways in the body, all of them. And it's been said that without minerals, vitamins are useless because of that reason, because they activate those enzymatic pathways.
1: I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science The greatest thought leaders and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Okay, resetters. On this episode, we are going to dive into minerals. So Let me tell you, if there is one thing I've learned from fasting hundreds of thousands of people over the years, is that we as a human race are deficient in minerals. But here's the real challenge, is that it looks different. A mineral deficiency looks different for each one of us. And so I am bringing you in this episode, Barton Scott. He is the CEO of Upgraded Formulas. His company is specializes in minerals. You will hear in the episode, I have personal experience with his products. I've seen some tremendous change uh, with my HRV and with my sleep using some of his products. And so I was so curious to know more about which minerals are associated with which conditions and how we can supplement with them, what activities can we avoid so we don't deplete more minerals, and how we can use minerals to really bring our health to another level. So, Bart and Scott, you're going to hear there's a lot of what what my husband likes to call nuance. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of things we need to know about minerals other than just go and pop some minerals. We need to understand which minerals we might be deficient in. So in this episode, we talk a lot about hormones, of course. We talk about fatigue and minerals. We talk about thyroid and minerals. Um, And we dive into magnesium, manganese. That was a new one for me. Potassium, iodine, um, we talk about zinc and zinc's effect on hormones, and it's just it'll elevate your your thoughts around what we need to just function normally as a human. So, really excited to bring this episode to you, Bart and Scott. And as always, if you love what you're hearing here, leave us a review, share it out into the world. My podcast stands for creating a new paradigm around health. And when we talk about something like minerals, we really are changing the conversation around disease and dysfunction and giving the power back to you. Enjoy. Hey resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my reset academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. But, but I, I just want to start with like that idea of why is everybody mineral deficient?
0: Mm, such a good question. Uh, well, our, our world is more toxic than it's ever been. Some estimates say a thousand times more toxic of you know, the air we're breathing than not that long ago, like prior to the industrial revolution. So our genes haven't caught up to that and the soil is mm-hmm. 30, to 40% more deficient just in the last Sixty to eighty years, uh, so and we're not eating six, uh, thirty to forty percent more, uh, and even if we were, that would just be more that the body would have to get rid of. So there's there's a lot there.
1: So should, would it be fair to say that pretty much every human is mineral deficient?
0: Yes, it, it would. You know, I, I don't like to quote the CDC much, but even their estimates, because they're so conservative, they say 96 uh, percent of people have at least one deficiency of it uh, is holding them back in their health. Uh, so crazy. Yeah. And something like 90 percent have eight or more um, Eight or so, more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> I, I think that's it's fairly conservative as well. However, it you know, it's it's all about understanding the priority of these things and trying and not trying to fix all of them at once, but it's understanding a sequence that, that the body cares about most and, and doing it in that sequence and also respect to heavy metals and uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, so- good stuff. And influences everything in the body.
1: So. Yeah. So, so just taking minerals, what I hear is not that you can't just pop a multi-mineral that you you find at Walgreens. Like you have to like, that's not the answer that there is, there is a system to taking minerals. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's what I've realized for for myself and for all the people we've worked with at, at upgraded and, Wow. I mean, it's it's such a profound difference when it starts to click for people. And so for some people, it clicks sooner than others because of the th- other limiting factors in their body, like heavy metals. If someone has a huge toxic load of heavy metals, then that's a key part that um, that we're working with as well.
1: Yeah. Just so we can pull our listeners up to speed. Why do yeah. why do we even need minerals? I th- I think this is like there's a massive uh gap in information on why we would even need minerals and it's not until we have a condition that we start to look at that so what do minerals do in our body
0: yeah so we really need minerals because minerals activate all the enzymatic pathways in the body all of them and and it's been said that without minerals vitamins are useless because of that reason because they activate those enzymatic pathways what i've found when uh, when fasting is that I can fast nearly without pain if I have uh, knowledge of the minerals I'm low in. And mm. then I'm supporting my glands. So I'm supporting my thyroid function, I'm supporting my adrenals. And being able to do extended fast is just so much easier that way. And of course, they're not going to break the fast. Yeah. So that's that's been something I've learned as I've done some, some pretty long fasts. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Is it easy? Is it easier because you're not hungry or you just don't have as many symptoms?
0: I think it's easier because I folk it, I focus better. And also, yes, the hunger there is, is a part of it. But the, um, I would say the, the easiest part is, is just, you know, you're keeping your adrenals nourished. So you're, you're getting, you're getting more momentum, you know, mm-hmm. because I did a um, I don't think you and I had talked about this before, but I I'd done a 11 day fast in part because I I wanted to heal an injury that I had. Like I, I was running and I had a partial pull in my hamstring, so uh, I wanted the you know the free stem cells that come out day four, day five to start yeah. healing, healing, healing. And, Good job. Uh, and it it worked. It absolutely yeah. worked. And yeah, I could have gone longer, but. I I thought, all right, let me try to get at least five days in, I felt better and better. So I just kept going. And I got to day seven. And just intuitively, I felt like my body um, still wasn't done cleaning itself. Mm -hmm. So I just kept I kept going either cleaning or healing. And is how it sort of came through for me. And so I just I just let it keep going. And that worked, I dropped quite a bit of body fat. And I, you know, I was taking our minerals throughout the process and supporting the adrenals with those uh, thyroid some others uh, in general around blood sugar and keeping that stabilized taking our magnesium to keep the you know adrenaline and cortisol from spiking uh, and kind of like pushing you toward solving that that through food or you know mm, all I love that, that. The, the temptation, right so
1: yeah i healed a, a achilles tendon injury with a 5 day water fast wow i tried everything. And I was fine like I'm just going to fast and see what happens and it was gone. Like oh. it never came back. Never had a problem again. It was crazy how the body heals like that is insane. So, so good. I right?
0: Story. Oh. Yeah.
1: What what minerals are you seeing are the most deficient in people?
0: Uh there's, you know, there's the common ones that we hear about like magnesium and potassium. Potassium is probably the highest 98%, but also iodine is way, way up there. Mm, mm. And and the manganese, a lot of people oh. think I'm saying magnesium. I know you, you know, probably a lot of your audience knows, uh, or has heard of manganese, but most people aren't really clear on what it does. And, you know, it's key for actually building the structures of in our minds, in our brains of, of memory, like for mm. uh, creating those neural pathways as well as you know, phosphorus uh, is as well. Although that one's that one's in pretty good supply for people that eat enough uh, protein, uh, particularly uh, from animal sources. That's that's where you find your best sources of phosphorus. Uh, what else? What else? Those are those are some big ones for sure. And then then it just depends on the person's. Uh, biochemical makeup at this time right Mm -hmm. based on what they've been eating what their lifestyle is have they just recently run you know uh, or been training for a half marathon marathon or some race or working really hard um, or just going through a lot of life stress um, all these all these different things right can uh, increase our burn rate of minerals maybe they've taken um, you know focus, uh, medication that's really depletive on the body. Uh, like we've talked about. So Adderall, mm. um, modafinil, Vyvanse, any of these things can really be, be difficult. And the interesting thing is that these, these deficiencies and, you know, they, they really start to lead to personality over time mm, yeah, because they lead to habit almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then habit becomes personality.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's super interesting. Um, a lot of, I think there's a lot in relationships as well, uh, around, around that. And then the intersection of that with hormones, it's all yep. very fascinating.
1: What do you think the biggest depleter outside of our soils? You talked about working out medications. Like, is there one thing I, the soil issue is mm-hmm. huge and as a as the human race, we've got to solve that. We've got to go back to regenerative agriculture. It's ridiculous. So, but outside of that, we, that's a long-term problem we're going to have to solve as a collective group of people. But what can we do on an individual level? Like if we know we're on Adderall, if we know we're an extreme, you know, running a marathon, like, are there certain activities that you're like, these are the top five things that are going to deplete your
0: mineral stores? Sure. Yeah, it's definitely working out what caused this and what what made me have to jump into this as a as a chemical engineer and nutritionist later on was I had accumulated so many deficiencies from being a wrestler. I played other sports like football and, you know, you sweat a lot in those sports too, track and track. But with wrestling, you know, you're 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 minimizing what you're eating, you're maximizing your output and of course, that just—that's a recipe for hypothyroidism, just self-induced. Um, that's a recipe for nutrient deficiencies because there's no way you're you're going to recoup that you know roughly 5,000 milligrams of potassium every day that's that we all need and that is a huge struggle to get anyway. So I would say extreme exertion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why, which, which really leads to. Um, you know, the reason why you'll see an athlete get sick and you're like, wow, they're like 22. Mm. I don't understand like how they would... They're like 22, they're ripped, they have no body fat, they're young, you know, they're just all the thing and and yet they'll get sick. This is why. This is absolutely Mm. why. It's because we're, we're just you know, the same nutrient deficiency pattern as, as someone in their 80s uh, that's unhealthy. You know, I mean, there are that's healthy 80-year-olds that, that don't have nutrient deficiency like that. So that's one. And then quite literally, the other really, in my experience, is either drugs or medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put those in a pretty similar category because they're so similar. Um, you know, Vivance is is similar to, to I mean, it's a methamphetamine. Uh, so is Adderall. And, you know, we get prescribed. It's pretty. It's incredibly easy to get prescribed those things, and that was that was one thing that um, I, I say it all the time is my, the worst nutritional mistake I ever made. So I, I want people to know that and 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 understand they have a a, a very clear path to, to fixing their focus. Uh, I think anxiety, you know, it goes hand in hand with that lack of focus and anxiety. Uh, increases that burn rate when we're just mm. you know, sitting at our desk where what I say often is we're, we're redlining at our desk, right? Uh, a lot of people are they're like redlining about the email or the thing they need to do or uh, any number of things. Um, so they have this background anxiety, which leads to a lack of focus, then they, they feel like they're, they're out of options. So instead of either working with minerals and testing, and then, you know, nootropics that are you know, herbs that are are so much more conducive to long-term health than a medication that's going to push you really, really hard to, you know, jack up your cortisol or to, you know, just work on so many different systems in the body in a really intense way. So those, um, and then, you know, I put alcohol in that that same category, too much coffee in that same category. So like a little bit, fine, a a lot, obviously super depletive those are the things that come up first. Um, and then, you know, I I would say stress is, is, uh, you know, attached to all of those as well. So I feel like
1: that's, I feel like that's like the whole human race. I mean, you've got like people stressed, you're not, they're not eating the right. They're not getting minerals in their food anymore because of the monocropping. And for those of you guys listening, if you're not familiar with that, go watch the documentary, kiss the ground. It's a great example of what's going on in our farming system. We've got, you know, people sweating a lot, especially some of the athletes. Uh, you, you've got uh, people on, I mean, medications left and right. Uh, and so can everybody just assume they have a mineral deficiency?
0: Yeah, they really can because it, it's such a it's such a balance. Right. It's such a um, we're, we're just constantly using these things. This is what right. our, our whole planet is made of, like you're talking about with regenerative agriculture. You know, it's what our soil is made up of. It's that periodic table, and it really, it really surprises me that it's not more common. Like what I'm teaching uh, around hair testing, the depths of of the things you can learn from it, like adrenal and thyroid function and metabolism and hormones and all sorts of stuff, and and that that we somehow, I. Uh, I don't know. We somehow think that, or we don't think about it, but we somehow think, for lack of a better phrase, that we can get by without testing this periodic table that we're made of. Right? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. It's the the fundamental principles. Like all last year, I walked around thinking, "God, if we just got everybody amped up on vitamin D, we would. Everybody's immune system would be stronger. We'd be out of this situation." And what I'm hearing from you is I'm like especially when we dive into anxiety and depression like if we just had everybody understand their mineral balance like that those are big symptoms and we haven't even talked yet about thyroid and adrenal but that's a those are big issues that are killing people's lifestyle yet something as simple as a mineral is not being talked about why do you think that is is that lack of education
0: <laughs> it, it's I guess so I get I, I think because um, minerals aren't, they don't give you the same effect that drinking a cup of coffee does.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh,
0: so it doesn't keep us coming back to it. Right. They're not, they're not chemically addictive. <laughs> uh, well they're, said they're chemically needed, but if it had any of the properties of tobacco or alcohol or, or coffee, then we'd be all over it, I'm sure. <laughs> you got to be
1: addicted. It's got to have an addictive point to it. Yeah, there's uh, we... be
0: some sort of major hook.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, and, well said. And, and I think that's why, yeah, I don't think I've ever said that before, but that is that is true. And, and that is why I think people love our magnesium is because they take it and they feel it. They really feel it. They sleep better. Oh yeah. That's why you know all of our minerals have have a, a you know our our key technology that, that I developed back in 2016 after realizing most minerals do not absorb and I was mm-hmm. losing my short my memory my short term memory uh, and having a bunch of issues with brain fog and God it was just I mean it was miserable it was frightening it was yeah it was it was terrifying it was easily the the worst period of my life and um you know losing someone that i, I cared about watching her health go downhill um watching surgery after surgery and knowing that there had to be some other way because medications seemed to make her worse and worse um she had organs removed like thymus gland removed and and just watching this uh, this is this is my mother and she had gone from very vivacious one of the most intelligent people i'd, I'd ever known could like sit with anyone in the world and have a, a, you know, in-depth conversation to just a lackluster life. And I, I just remember feeling heartbroken, not only for me, but for her and for all the people that she impacted and thinking this is so clearly not working. And she had great (laughs) access to all like, so, you know, all the best of quote unquote modern healthcare um, with its drugs and pharmaceuticals. And I remember thinking, and I was born to older parents. I, I knew a lot of this would, would probably come up at some point early in my life and for, for most people. And so I, I think from an early age, I was always thinking about longevity. I was thinking about anti-aging. I was thinking about, for my own self, just knowing I wanted to really contribute to the world in a, a very powerful, clear way. Didn't know what that looked like yet, um, but I knew I, I just felt like I was, I was going to have mission after mission in life.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: uh, That's why we donate to charity water. A portion of all proceeds go to them. I mean, we need to get, (laughs) we need to fix the soil, like you talked about. We need to get everyone clean water, like drill some pretty sustainable water wells, teach people in community how to do it. I mean, it's very cost effective. There, yeah. uh, Anyway, I could go on. Yeah,
1: amen. yeah, Yeah, I hear you on that. And I, every day, the more I research, the more heartbroken I am that the human body is not thriving in this modern world. And there are so many things like depression, anxiety, thyroid, adrenal fatigue, weight loss, resistant hormone imbalance. I mean, you go on and on and on and people are not aware that what we're living in, the food we're eating, the water we're drinking, the stress we're under, the, you know, Uh, we could name a bazillion things is depleting us of just naturally feeling good. And then we have a healthcare system where we go and we try to medicate those symptoms, which causes more depletion. Mm -hmm. And it, it just breaks my heart. We have to change this paradigm. The paradigm is not working. Mm -hmm. So I I'm a hundred percent with you on that. And I love that you guys like give back to charity and that you're on a mission that that is incredible.
0: Yeah. I I love the idea of being able to colonize other planets. We should probably.
1: (laughs) You should talk to my husband. My husband and son are ready to go to Mars.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I I get it. Like, it's a big dream. It's beautiful. It's just like when we went to the moon, it's inspiring. And if uh, I feel like we should certainly solve the problems here first.
1: Yeah, Uh, perhaps.
0: I mean, we can work it on both, I suppose, at the same time. Wow. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um,
1: uh, I, I talked to a guy, uh, Dr, um, mayor, Emron Mayer. he wrote a gut immune connection and he said, if we're going to go to Mars, we've got to take some bacteria with us. We can't just, we're going to need to bring the microbiome with us as well. So, right. and we've destroyed the microbiome here on and everything. So I thought that was a funny slant. So <laughs> talk to me, talk to me about magnesium. So I just want to just, so our listeners know um, I mean, I took, you gave me, you, uh, we met at a seminar a couple months ago. You gave me a bottle of the magnesium. Um, I'm always looking for sleep as a menopausal woman. I, you know, I used to sleep great at that 31 at 51. I really have to have a lot of hacks to make sure that I sleep well. I took that magnesium, not really knowing what I was doing. I just was like, okay, let me take two before I go to bed. I woke up the next morning and my whoop, was registering. It was like, I had the recovery was insane. It was like almost a hundred percent. My HRV had gone up. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I just had a restful night. So I repeated it through the whole bottle. Like, Mm -hmm. and that I had the same result. And then I ran out of the bottle and (laughs) my HRV went down. My recovery went down. What the heck happened? Explain to me why magnesium helps so much with sleep and, and HRV, which is really important measurement
0: yeah so such good questions it helps with sleep because it's converting uh into melatonin it's one of the key constituents of melatonin right so that helps us rest and really get in there and get that deep restorative sleep so yeah i'll I'll track mine on my aura ring and i love it when people say what you just said and and they send me screenshots of of their their tracking device just uh you know friends and uh, other friends and, and whatnot so um and it, it's just so many people were like oh if i could just fix sleep i'd be so set and that's that's why the hrv improves is is just because we're really rested so yeah so the heart's able to deeply relax and really slow down and and get that off rhythm beat that it's it's supposed to have and um and yeah I mean we we start to turn down inflammation we start to to really flip all the flip mini switches in our genes that are really positive uh you know from an epigenetic standpoint and you know it it just leads to this positive thing where we wake up and now we're focused more focused yeah here and then what happens well then we then maybe we meditate and we wouldn't have otherwise or we go for a walk and we wouldn't have otherwise and either one of those things or both of those things lead to more focus more achievement more peace of mind more so it it really begins and ends with sleep, I, I think, for me. So I am that, that was the first product that I worked on and, and put out that has our prior absorption method, and that's that's why it works so well. And we bind it with with uh, chloride, so it's not normal magnesium chloride by any means.
1: It was amazing, and I also <laughs> love that I could see it on my whoop because I always say, you know is it, the, I always think, is it the placebo effect? Did I think I was going to sleep better? So then I slept better. But when you actually see, I mean, we've been tracking so much on the whoop and we have people use the aura as well. And it it's just, it was proof right there. It was, it was so cool. So, um, so yeah,
0: I'm so glad you shared that. I-
1: yeah. And, uh, Jessica's husband, who is an extreme athlete had any, and he's in his thirties had the same experience. So, you know, it was, he was like coming in with his whoop, like, what was that thing that you got at the seminar? Like this thing was incredible. So he's probably from so much sweating, maybe uh, mineral deficient or magnesium deficient. So
0: yeah, potassium. uh, And then, well, the other thing too to, to even answer to add to that on why magnesium is so important. Calcium to magnesium is such a key ratio. So when your magnesium is low, your calcium effectively is high. And that leads to just any number of, of issues, whether it's thyroid, parathyroid, uh, just hormone issues, um, stiffness in joints, maybe the calcium channels staying open, calcium ion channels staying open too long in the brain, which, um, you know, can actually be a real issue uh, with people taking too much vitamin D. So I would absolutely, I always, here's what I do without saying should. I, um, when I take magnesium or when I take vitamin D, I take it with magnesium because vitamin D causes calcium absorption. And then we want that ratio. One of the more important ratios in the body of calcium to magnesium to be ideal. Uh,
1: So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you gotta do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So talk to me about thyroid. Cause this is another one. And I, and I want to talk about thyroid and iodine specifically, cause I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on iodine. I've heard, you know, it, you shouldn't take it. You should take it. You gotta be careful how you take it. Um, so what is it that we need? Is that the key nutrient for thyroid function is iodine and
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. How would we know we're deficient in it? How, how do we know how much to take?
0: It's a great question. Um, to take those kind of piece by piece, uh, iodine's recommended daily allowance, in my opinion, is incredibly low at 150 micrograms. Uh, I say that in part because after looking at the diet in Japan quite a bit, um, I found that like for every, every mineral and also the macros that they're eating, so they're they're way. If we could swap health with any other developed country, we would want to do that. Both health, longevity, for sure. I mean, they're they're Japan. So far, yeah, they're so far ahead of us, right? And then that's interesting. Then yeah, so longevity, um, health, all these different things, um, and you know, some of that's mindset and culture and and things, but a lot of it is diet a lot of his diet and they're consuming about a hundred times more iodine per day than we
1: are. Interesting. Uh,
0: so I'm, I'm not saying that that's the only thing because it obviously isn't the only thing of course. And <laughs> it's really important. Uh, and there's just no way you can run your thyroid off of 150 micrograms a day. Uh, even if someone has Hashimoto's uh, you know, you still need your thyroid to function uh, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So I, I'm, I'll just address that straight out of the gate. My opinion from looking at everything I've seen, um, is that you still need iodine because you still want that gland producing hormones. Now, is it Mm -hmm. going to produce hormones without the key minerals that it needs? No, it's not. Um, and to the extent it doesn't have those key minerals, it will not produce, it will, it will ratchet down its production. Uh, so there, there's a lot there iodine is key. I created something uh, a couple of years ago called peak thyroid P E A K. And mm-hmm. that is a blend of, of four minerals. The thyroid really needs in addition to those four minerals, uh, manganese, I'm sorry. Yeah. Manganese and magnesium are both, um, I was going to say magnesium first, but they're both key, you know, from, um, either the conversion of the hormones uh, from inactive to active or the signaling throughout the HP axis. So mm. there's, there's a lot there. Uh, you know, there's not, unfortunately iodines, in such a small amount in the body um, and just it's, it's chemical properties are, are such that it's, it's, it's not possible to test for accurately currently mm. We used to try to test for it in hair and, and granted, you can still buy a, a test for it with blood, but it, will it be accurate? No, it, it, there's no accuracy, uh, to, uh, any way to test for iodine currently. Um, unfortunately there's, can, a, I, so.
1: can I, get iodine through salt?
0: No, it's not enough of, a, um, of a dose. So iodized salt's not great. Um, that that's, I'm so glad you asked that. Right. <laughs> um, because it's, it's, you know, looking at like nine, uh, milligrams per like a huge, huge dose of salt that would, yeah. So that, and then those, that's only going to be really found through, um, through salt that's had iodine added to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll of course get trace minerals in your either, you know, I like Hawaiian salt or Celtic salt or mm. Malayan salt. Uh, though you'll, you'll get your trace minerals in there. But when you look at our like the diets that um, either you or I or are, are like from a macro perspective or um, coaching people with, you know, they're they're great. And overall, I really believe they are they're fantastic and they're low. Those food those foods are low in iodine or they're completely mm-hmm. deficient in iodine, which is typically the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that soil part of that, part of that is just those foods have very low. Iron, uh, iodine levels. Japan has so much more because they're eating so I many sea vegetables. And the thing, thing to, uh, there is, some of those sea vegetables have moderate to high levels of heavy metals. So, I was
1: just gonna say yeah. thallium. I mean, we test heavy metals a lot, and thallium it comes out in everybody. And when I researched it, uh, you know, nuclear fallout in water, and we've got an issue. So. I, I, my daughter is obsessed with seaweed. She's always been obsessed with it. And I've wondered is if there was like a deficiency that she's had that she's been trying to get it. And, and, you know, on one hand you're like, well, seaweed, that's awesome. You should let her, you know, eat it. And then I think, eh, I don't know where it comes from. It's like, that's sort of a, a scary path to try to get it from seaweed. I would think. Right.
0: right. I've, I've heard that kelp is better, but, um, for just some reason, like where it's grown, how it's grown, how it's harvested, something like that. But um the specific there, I, I don't remember. But <clears throat> this is a reason why we put a fairly large dose in our our iodine. Um, that it just and it's one of our few products that has a, a really neutral taste. Like all of our products, oh yeah, be yeah, minerals, are, water, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're yeah, they're 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 not as tasty as coffee. That's for
1: sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I noticed the magnesium was kind of salty, the little mm-hmm. tablets when I took them. But I like that. I mean, I'm a salt lover, but I was right. like, there's something different here. Why do these taste salty? There's mm-hmm. got. I mean, I've taken magnesium for a long time. There's something different here because none, none of the other ones I've taken have tasted salty. Yeah. So, uh, you know, now in talking to you, I hear that there's a thoroughness in how you put your formulas together. Mm-hmm. That is why so many people are seeing such great results with it. So would it be fair, would it be fair to say that, um, anybody who has a thyroid problem has an iodine deficiency?
0: I, 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 I would say so. Yes, I would, I would say, unless they have an overactive thyroid, of course, where they're, you know, producing too many hormones, I think even quote unquote, hyperactive thyroid, um, is, is typically intermittent with low and high, right? right? So it's spitting and sputtering. Uh, So there may be, you know, a ratio there that's really out of whack. Um, So some of the the key minerals that we have um, that have found that are key for thyroid that I put in peak thyroid are um, zinc and copper, as well as selenium, as well as iodine. And then for people that want even more iodine, they can take our iodine supplement. Um, We put a little bit in our upgraded memory supplement as well. I mean, it's key for brain function. So Mm. I, I, everyone, I I would say even someone that is hyperthyroid, you still want them to have, you know, like the minimal amount, like 300 micrograms is what we put in, in upgraded memory. Um, I worked on that for a couple of years. It's been out for about a I don't know, a year and a half now. And, um, they what? yeah, I would say that, that, you know, you want a baseline of that and then you want to adjust the other minerals in your body mm-hmm. to smooth out your overproduction of that hormone. So, you know, you know, you probably also want to strengthen your adrenals, um, mm-hmm. uh, and provide the key minerals that support adrenals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are, those are different. Yeah. Things.
1: Can but you overdo that. minerals? Like, you know, this is a question we get with vitamin D a lot. They're like, can you overdo it? And mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. answer usually yeah. is you can, but the chance we're so vitamin D deficient that let's, let's start by just getting you in a normal range. And right. then there's a point at which you can stop the supplementation. Do you feel like it's the same with minerals? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's really hard to overdo because we've, we're so deficient.
0: That's such a, such a great question. So, there are certain minerals that you, that are easier to overdo than others. So like soon we'll have our, depending on when it's airs, our uh, upgraded iron will be out and people can be deficient in that. uh, But it's, it's easier to, to recover sometimes a, you know, a, a iron deficiency than it is to recover, um, you know, either iodine deficiency that can take a long time but you'll notice that you'll, you'll have cold hands and feet, for example, if you have iodine deficiency or have other symptoms of low, low thyroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those symptoms will start to go away. You'll become like if you, if you just cringe at the thought of an ice bath or jumping in cold water, you know, um, then you might have, you probably have iodine deficiency. Yes.
1: Yep. That's, uh, that's me. I am. Yeah. That's the one biohack I'm like, gosh, do it. I should do it. But I cringe.
0: It's, it's tough. I mean, it, it really is. Right. And I was that way too, a couple of years ago for me, it took, um, it took somewhere between like nine and 11 months of me dosing, uh, iodine pretty heavily. I was doing our, our dose, which is five milligrams a day. Of course it's in a mm-hmm. dropper. So people, if they want just a really small amount, they can also do that. And then they can start off maybe higher, they can drop back down, they can just, you know, sort of intuit that part with their, with their hypothyroid symptoms if they, even if, and and this is for, for anyone that is, um, you know, not necessarily diagnosed hypothyroid because it's kind of difficult to be diagnosed hypothyroid. If you go to a traditional,
1: well said,
0: right. Because you'll be yes. middle of the range because that range was based on what an unhealthy population. Yes. So, <laughs> right. so
1: well said and such a good point. You know, they're only looking at TSH mm. and it's a baseline of a lot of unhealthy people. So it, that is such a, such a good point. Thank what, you. A, what about fatigue? It, it, that's something, pe- what are the minerals we're missing? A lot of people are dealing with, with just extreme fatigue. And when I say fatigue, it's like not just getting enough energy throughout the day, but what about like when you work out and you're just like struggling to do a normal workout that you didn't struggle with before?
0: Oh God, this is uh, such a good question. Okay. So, uh, most, most people are going to need these four, right. And they're, And again, my my whole issue was I was taking the minerals intuitively uh, when I had all the the brain, just the brain fog, the focus issues, all these things. So absorption is key. So the the, that being said, so like uh, magnesium again, potassium again, for sure. And then salt and phosphorus. Uh, Those those are the four that come to mind first. Uh, and then it just depends on someone's levels, like maybe their zinc as well. So their, their testosterone, their progesterone, right. either male or female, is regulated in the body by zinc. Now, it's supported, it's, um, you know, just it's, it's interesting. Key. There's a key connection there. Right. And like so few people know this. It's so key. It's so key. So yeah, I love, you know, you and I could teach a master class on this sometime um, because I people need to know this. Yeah, uh, and I can go on and on about all of these things in depth. But zinc is key for that part—the balance between that and copper. We could talk about that later if you want, uh, as it relates to hormones. But um, you know, potassium for muscle contraction and adrenal support, magnesium for the muscles that need to relax, the nervous system that needs to relax, so you can recover. You know, after that workout, even between sets, drop in the parasympathetic um uh, <clears throat> phosphorus is something i think about a lot um our um i actually put out a large dose manganese supplement too mm. um because so that rda is so low and i've seen everyone be deficient in it or n- mm. not everyone but m- om- like i can't say everyone but almost everyone be yeah. low in it uh manganese helps with recovery uh, so like recovery after workout so like you're you're I think triathlete friend or, or something you were mentioning. Um, uh, yeah. I think as a guy, so he, he would yeah, a be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Like anyone like that, recovering, bouncing back from a workout mm-hmm. and feeling, okay, so I worked out yesterday. I'm ready to go again today. That's key. Magnesium is key for that too. Phosphorus as well. Um, just because it's going to help the utilization of protein. Uh, it's mm. good for that. That's why it's typically found in high protein foods. So nature yeah. is smart in that way. Uh, so smart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and, okay. So I want to go back to what you said about hormones and, and salt. zinc.
0: Salt? did I say salt? Yeah. You so said like,
1: sodium. So sodium people tell me, well, isn't sodium going to raise my blood pressure? Like they're scared to do sodium. Yeah. Help us help us re relook look at sodium because we have been brainwashed to think that sodium's the enemy. Oh Why is God. sodium needed?
0: So sodium is needed because our heart sits in a bath of potassium and magnesium and um, sodium, and uh, for it to relax, it needs magnesium. For it to contract, it needs those that chemical reaction. And the the hypertension studies were done a long time ago, and there's there's some evidence to show that it was funded because companies that had, were in the sugar, sugar industry realized that when you ate less salt, you crave sugar more, which is mm-hmm. horrible and disgusting and true. <laughs> um, that's
1: interesting. So a salt, if you eat less salt, you crave more sugar. Yeah. So I love salt and I don't crave sugar. And I'm yep. curious if that's why.
0: Yeah, yep, definitely. Uh, if you suddenly went away what even a couple of days without salt uh, at all in your diet uh, or a week even you would you would start to think about either you know you eat a healthy a really healthy diet so maybe it would be fruits like oh i really want those blueberries i really want those whatever it is but yes uh, there's a big connection and then you know people there we've also seen that throughout throughout time people the best Um, Or people like throughout uh, geography, time, cultures, so temperature changes, climate, different climates is really what I'm trying to say. Um, You know, they they fared best on somewhere around 4000 milligrams of sodium a day, Uh, but they also weren't living in a super high fat, high paced world. Uh, and maybe they weren't all, I mean, in some cases they were definitely intermittent fasting, right. But, uh, and they weren't necessarily ideal, but that I think of that as a minimum. And Mm -hmm. that is, um, you know, in terms of, of hypertension, you're more likely to cause strain on your kidneys, which from an energy standpoint, one thing I, I always think about after studying chemical engineering is systems of things together. Mm-hmm. I think of delivery mechanisms and that's probably why I, you know, I took minerals and um, figured out a way to get them to better absorb in the body um, is, you know, it typically our problems that we have that we call problems throughout our life or society is either poor delivery, poor absorption, so delivery mechanisms, or uh, it's just some inefficiency. Um, so in the case of our, you know, if, if our kidneys are trying or having to work overtime in the case they do when we have too little salt, they actually have to work harder mm. uh, to balance fluids in the body mm. because it, 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 balances interstitial fluids and in cells. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's just really, really fascinating because knowing, knowing what I know now um, about salt excretion in the body, our kidneys can uh, like the average Set of kidneys can pump out over three pounds of salt per day, three point two pounds per salt per day, and wow. yet we're concerned that five thousand milligrams might be too much. Right, um, right. It, it isn't. It's also self regulating. I mean, Mindy, you you yes. love salt, right? Have you yep. ever eaten more salt when you're tired of salt? When your tongue was like, oh, no, no, you're, yeah. you yeah, no, right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. And my blood pressure has never been an issue, yeah, but you know fine, yeah. what, hopefully just so our audience knows they have now proven that that's more of a sugar issue. That's more of a bad fat issue. It's not a salt issue, but we still have doctors that are still looking at their patients and saying your blood pressure is high, get off salt. That is that is like an old school theory that that doctor needs to get repatterned on. So, and and they need to get up to speed. Uh, Let's go back. I want to make sure I don't miss this because this was really interesting what you said about zinc being a precursor to progesterone and testosterone. Mm -hmm. So where my brain went on that is you know i have this real strong philosophy that women over 40 need to start making changes to their lifestyle because the ovaries are starting to wind down progesterone and testosterone are two hormones that are uh, that are pretty going to go down pretty quickly for women and they're going to miss them so could we should we get every woman over 40 supplementing with zinc so that we can get those hormones to the best they can be i mean they're never going back to the level they were at at 30 but could, will we maximize their testosterone and progesterone uh, production? Uh,
0: I want to say straight away, yes, just with the caveat that we test levels and we understand that, you know, where their copper is. Uh, Mm. So maybe they they took a bunch of iron supplementation when they actually needed copper. That being said, zinc is so key. Yes, I, I would want women supplementing Especially around that age, uh, supplementing zinc because it it will help decisiveness. Um, there's such a clear link. This is really fun. So, um, I know you told me uh, a a lot of couples listen to to the show. And uh, something that you find in relationships is that there's this balance between zinc and copper. And copper is can be thought of because it regulates estrogen as very feminine, mm. and zinc as very. As a good masculine element, it's like, so it's, and it's for both or for men and women. We're, we, we both need both. And, and, um, let's say, um, you have too much copper. Well, male or female, you'll have this ungroundedness. Um, and taking more zinc can balance that. And we'll get into why, what we can also talk about why. The opposite can not, there can be issues and you want to test, but if you have too much copper, you get really creative, but it's hard to follow through on things. So there's an ungrounded right? Interesting. And and that's like pretty feminine. Um, And then with no masculine, um, with this balance, you know, with zinc, zinc is thought to be, you know, guiding sort of gathering um, in terms of like bringing together things Uh, so it's very um, helps with decisiveness it helps with being analytical Mm -hmm. so if you have a very analytical job and you suddenly start consuming lots of foods that are high in copper which you know people can search a list of that online really quickly but you know some of them are are foods that we think of as being incredibly good Mm -hmm. now soil may or may not have them so the the particular exact foods that you're putting in your mouth and depending on whether they're grown whether or not they're organic they may or may not have much of these you should still obviously you know consider eating organic all the time if possible um because we want to get rid of all the junk and pesticides and whatnot it's obvious right but the uh that being said the soil may still be depleted so so understanding your levels there and understanding this uh, this balance is really key. So, for example, let's say we have a woman that is very high in zinc, and she's in a relationship with a man that's really starting to eat maybe supplementing copper in through multivitamins or through um, you know taking standalone minerals or eating a lot of copper-rich foods like avocado, cacao, things like that, um, <clears throat> dark chocolate, so things like that. So you start to see a lack of polarity in the relationship and therefore a lack of attraction because they're
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: Isn't that fascinating?
1: See, so this, I've
0: never heard anyone talk about this.
1: Yeah. So we should talk about it more because I have, that'll be a whole nother episode. I have a theory that marriages relationships start to fall apart uh, as a woman is when she goes over 40. And the reason for that is her hormones are going off. And when her hormones go off, she, her personality changes. Mm -hmm. Now, if the woman understood, like I have spent so much time understanding my hormones that I'm able to articulate to my husband, like, Hey, my progesterone's low right now. I'm just feeling a little anxious. This is what's going on. And so it's really been helpful in the relationship And if the man understood as well, what was going on, then he could end up being, or, you know, any partner could end up saying like, oh, I get you're behaving like this because there's a deficiency. Now you've got me thinking we could take it one step deeper and we could say, well, you have a mineral deficiency. I have a mineral deficiency. Instead, I mean, think about how many relationships fall apart because of a lack of congruency. And what if it's a hormonal and mineral deficiency that's creating that lack of congruency?
0: Exactly. I mean, we're elemental. Uh, I'll just emphasize that one more time for people like to really let that sink in. We are elemental. So is it important to test the elements in our makeup? Nice. yeah, I believe so.
1: I love this. And again, we should do a whole thing on... Minerals around cycle and compatibility. Okay. So we'll, we'll, bring you back for that. And we can, we can geek out on that. Totally. Let, let me finish up with a couple of things. One, how do people find you? How do they find the minerals? And you have a very, a, a discount code for my audience, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah. So yeah they can um yeah you guys can use code pals uh, p-e-l-z right at yep. uh, at checkout uh for 15 percent off anything in your first order thank you um and just for being a listener of the show and uh, listening this long, listening to us go <laughs> Yeah, you this made walk. it this
1: long. Uh, now you know you get a discount. So f- thank yeah. you. Fifteen percent off yeah. is very generous. So appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate sure. yeah. it.
0: And and the the website uh, is uh upgradedformulas.com. So upgraded with an E D and formulas, F-O-R-M-U-L-A-S with an S on the end. Um, you can you can find this on YouTube, I think forward slash upgraded formulas. Just search that and it'll come up and, um, and we put out, you know, some, some good videos there.
1: We'll include started. all the links in the notes. Yeah. So people have it. I have oh. five, five rapid fire questions for um, you. What book or books have you read that have changed your life that you just were like, this was a game changer. My life was never the same again.
0: Oh my God. Um, the Tao Te Ching, uh, it's called And Okay. Uh, teaching um that was a great one i remember reading that uh like on a train outside like from prague to uh, munich and um just having so many epiphanies um the the one thing was kind of like a business book also a mindset book uh straight line leadership was a mindset book business book just that was just filled with like truth and like kind of hard truth really love it Um, just um, got all the chemical engineering stuff. Um, I was
1: going to say, you're so, going to give like some some yeah. scientific book.
0: Yeah, if you really yeah. want to know, the, there was like this and that book of, of thermodynamics and fluid mechanics uh, that, that was amazing. But then you also have to have like. A minor in math to understand a lot of it. Maybe there'll be some people like that. No, the the approachable ones, the awesome ones. I love poetry by Rumi, R U M I.
1: Oh, yeah. Rumi.
0: Yeah, Rumi's great. Um, And then um, got Hafez, H A F I Z. Mm. Uh, The Mm. Gift by Hafez is just poetry. And and this is calming. This is also health stuff, too, right? Because anytime you calm your nervous system, maybe you wind down or you start your day with something soothing that reminds you that hey everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, the more you start to trust yourself, the like the lower your burn rate is on nutrients, too. I
1: love it. What I just learned from all those books is you're a deep thinker. Oh. You, you're a, ph- a philosopher. That's <laughs> uh, uh yeah, and we're going to create at the end of this season we're going to create a massive book list of all of our guests and like what they've done so the books they've recommended. Okay, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self and give him any advice? What would you say to him?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, two things. Uh, one, don't ever take vivance or Adderall, um, no matter even if, if a lot of people you know are doing it, uh, even if you feel like you need it, uh, drink um, even coffee or tea would be better. Nootropics would be better. Uh, and that um, if one relationship doesn't work out, then another will uh, just trust that the right one is coming. You're learning lessons along the way.
1: I love it. I love it. And okay. For our male audience, what are some of your like favorite hacks, whether for life or for health that you think are like unique to men that, that men should be implementing?
0: Sure. So we have both a, um, a men's hormone health bundle that I just, that's my first thought where my mind goes first. I can think of other things too. We also, by the way, we have a a women's hormone health bundle too. Um, but you know, that the upgraded memory is key for, for yeah. men. It's good for both men and women, but it's really, really key for men. Uh, all of those elements help memory. They also are synonymous with, um, balanced hormones, per, particularly like testosterone, estrogen, I mean, testosterone, progesterone, uh, things like that. Um, other things from men, God, there's a great book that I read. Um, it was incredible. Um, it's, um, the the masculine in relationship is mm. the best book on relationships from a male standpoint like healthy masculine um that's still an anchor a lighthouse in the world um love it yeah that love book it. is incredible i think any i feel like anyone could read it and really appreciate the point of yeah. view it's just written wow. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Love so, it. Like
1: I said, we're big book fans. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. What's your, your, I know you're a big biohacker. So outside of minerals, what a, what's your favorite biohacking tool?
0: Oh, I really like hyperbaric oxygen, uh, like yep. getting in the tube. If if, if you can do that, uh, I just feel so lit up after. Yep. Um, I like cold water before bed, not super cold. So I'll jump in uh, Barton Springs here where I live. Um and you live
1: in Barton uh, Springs and your name I, is Barton yeah, Scott.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs>
1: That's kind so of fitting. strange.
0: <laughs> so fitting. I literally can walk there from here um, yeah. and um, and and hop in so I'll do that maybe 2 hours before bed let my body kind of, you know, modulate and uh get some really deep sleep. Uh those awesome. and then meditation. I I oh, do I meditate. Uh, yeah. Certainly every morning some a lot of times twice a day. And yeah. In the evening to sort of enjoy your evening post work. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great reset. It's yeah. like more yeah, present, more thankful. You realize you achieved more than you thought you did. Things like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: so. yeah. I just spoke at the International Hyperbaric Association their their conference, and I talked about how we can time hyperbaric to hormones. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 obsessed with timing everything to hormones now. Yeah. That's why I want to I want to chat with you offline about minerals. Um, But uh, anyways, just the stories of healing with hyperbaric is
0: unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Last question. If you had one message for the world that you could get in everybody's brain, what would that message be?
0: Tests don't guess for sure. Um, By testing, it improves your intuition. And then I'd say as a bonus, just, just know that other people's actions aren't a reflection of you.
1: Hey, Resetters, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for all your wonderful reviews and those of you that have left me comments on iTunes. I just greatly appreciate your thoughtfulness and how much you guys are enjoying these episodes. And it it seems like you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying doing them. One of the things that I've learned in just interacting with so many people is that we've really lost the art of deep conversation. And for me, the Resetter Podcast stands for having meaningful conversations with people who are thinking about health, about life, about mindset in a way that we may not be getting on social media or in mainstream media. And so I just want to say, give you guys a shout out and just say thank you for participating in this process with me. Because as much as I absolutely love delivering the information to you, I love even more knowing that it's impacting your life. So, please let us know if there's anything we can do to make this podcast more customized to you, to make it better. We are now officially in season two, and we are working to bring you the best conversations that health influencers have, that mindset changers can give, and to really deliver you something that you're not able to get anywhere else. So, from the bottom of my heart, as I always say in my YouTube, from the bottom of my heart, I am deeply appreciative of you. I am deeply grateful to be on this journey with you and let's get healthy together.